Hello and welcome to episode 20 motherfucking 2 of the Caged In Podcast. I am your host Petros Pat Syllabus and this week I'm going to be joined by a guest who is Joe Mel of Those Movie Guys Podcast. I'm going to keep this intro nice and short because me and Joe talk for fucking ages. But it's a good one, guys. A um, little bit of a tiny story of the day I recorded this. Um, so I've just spent the weekend away in Wiltshire Festival. Um, and we were leaving Thursday morning. So I had to get tons of shit ready. I had to pack and stuff like that. And um, yeah, the day before I had... Well, the tu- the day before I recorded this podcast... I had booked in a tattoo, um, halfway through the tattoo, my tattoo artist had felt sick, so she was like, uh, can we finish this tomorrow? Full well knowing I had the podcast record, I was like, yeah, don't want half, half a tattoo, of course, we can finish it tomorrow. Um, so, I had work from five till two, had to come home, shower, get some shit ready, watch the film um i totally fucking messed up obviously got the tattoo i totally fucking messed up the time of when we were supposed to be recording the podcast it's supposed to be at well six o'clock joe's time i thought was 10 o'clock oh uh, gmt like english english money um it wasn't it was 11 o'clock so yeah I did this on crazy amounts, like being up for hours and hours, um, but it's it's so fucking fun, Uh, this film is mental, Uh, yeah, just can't wait for you guys to hear it, Uh, if this is your first time listening, what the fuck have you been doing for 21 episodes, (laughs) Um, yeah, a couple of rules followed, Joe followed them perfectly, and any, any future guests I have, if they haven't seen the film, I always try and get them to follow these rules because it makes the podcast so much more fun. But those two rules are no distractions. So turn off my phone, turn off laptops, whatever. Just literally me and the film. And the other rule I have for myself is no expectations. So going into these films, I go in with no preconceived notions of what is going to happen or what I'm to expect in any way, plot-wise, ratings-wise. Ratings, I leave right until the end. Once my opinions have been made, I see what the World Wide Web has to say about these films. So, um, yeah, let's just... Get on with the podcast, roll the theme music, and then you'll just hear me and Joe have a lovely chat about Trapped in Paradise. Feels like I've been awake for days, watching film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun, Valley Girl face off an army of one. 
Deadpool Corner, Lord of War, The Wicker Man, Trespass, and so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations. Over the weeks, hear my frustrations. I guess the podcast is about to begin. I'm your host, Petra Placilavis, and I'm caged in. Today, I am joined by Juggalo Joe Mel, as I am... Uh... <laughs> Brandon M from Those Movie Guys podcast. How are you, Jay? I am doing wonderful. I am uh, thrilled to be on the show, man. Uh, yes, Phil. Phil pulled that little bit of my history yeah. out of me. That that piece that's buried many many years ago. But it's uh, it was a good time in life. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm I'm yeah. I'm very well. Um, I'm entrenched in Nicolas Cage at the moment. Um, I actually act to re-record an episode yesterday because i lost the audio files which was fucking shit um that uh that is always uh, a fear of mine when you when you are recording and you go i've had it happen before you go to pull something off the flash drive or the 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 sd card whatever the case may be and there's nothing there i actually listened to your episode today and i feel your struggle yeah it was um I don't know. I I feel like I feel like that episode probably the second time round went better because I had uh, more concise. I could like make my points a bit more concise because I'd already talked about it for an hour. So, but <laughs> I don't really want to do that with every episode. Kind of have to do like a dry it's a, run. I, I I couldn't imagine honestly when I when when you and I first started chatting and I. I learned what you were doing. I imagined Dante standing at the gates of the Inferno, <laughs> just uh, abandon all hope, ye who enter here, because this is an amazing undertaking that you are on, and uh, all the kudos in the world to you, because you're, you're a brave man Thank for, you. Yeah, for doing this. I'm not the only one who's doing it. I actually have plans to um, chat to a few of the guys who, like, there's other podcasts that do it, but, like, a lot of them are fans, and, like, I'm kind of just coming at it as almost like a social experiment to see <laughs> what it would do to a man's sanity <laughs> to like subject himself to this. Right. Um, Beautiful. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about Trapped in Paradise from 1994. Um, had you ever seen this film before, uh, Jay? I had never even heard of this film, let alone seen this film. <laughs> I didn't know it existed uh, and and after listening to your show now for the past twenty twenty one episodes, there's a lot of Nicolas Cage I don't know about in the world. Yeah, uh, there's, but some this... real, there's some real gems as well. There's some <laughs> I have like watched and I've been like, wow, why have I never heard of this? Like Red Rock West. Fucking there's so many. I've been making a list as you've been going through. Like I gotta see this shit. Yeah, I gotta yeah, see yeah. that shit. I gotta yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, but this I'm, is I'm, one. No, I I'm completely blind. I went into it, and uh, when you approached me about it and said, "Hey, we talked a while ago," and said, "Okay, let's do this one." I was kind of excited that it was one I had never heard of, never seen anything about, never talked about. It was uh, it was kind of cool to see a movie for the first time, uh, brand new. Yeah, like, especially I was one that's ninety four. Like, I always try and go in with obviously not knowing anything about them if I can. So like um it's probably not always the best idea, but like I don't read anything about them. So like I just yeah. I don't look at the- as I say I say in the podcast all the time. I don't look at the scores or like 
read any reviews because I was I don't know I feel like that's something in just general film like people don't have because there's so many trailers out there and stuff like that and like everyone's like right. as soon as a film is in production everyone's talking about it I don't know like is that almost that that air of mystery I mean, we, is gone in it do you know what I mean like we talked about this on the show last night uh we were talking about now we have teasers for the release of a trailer. Yeah, 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 so they yeah, yeah. give you a, a week in advance. They're saying, get ready. Next week, the biggest fucking thing you can ever imagine is about to happen. And they give you a trailer. And we're, we we do live in this culture that is so oversaturated yeah, I saw, with um, information. I saw something last night and I was like, like I really liked Ant-Man. And then I saw like it, like, it was billed as like an Ant-Man trailer, but it was just a trailer to say that the ant-man and wasp <laughs> film had gone into production and i was right. like like <laughs> what, what, how how far back are we gonna go like it's gonna be like a trailer someone has had an idea to potentially <laughs> put pen to paper for a sequel come on guys, just a man just a man sitting years. in a cabin just sitting in a cabin holding his head like this man had an idea yeah. <laughs> next year ant-man 4 <laughs> Um, uh, you're right, though, man. It, and this is cool because it, it, this comes from an age before the internet. So there's people aren't talking about a lot of the films that you're you're watching and bringing to the table, which is fun. It's fun to to feel that excitement uh, surrounding a movie, and you know all the shit that you, I love it, man. I love your show. <laughs> Huge you. fan. Yeah. So happy to be here. I'm, um, but this was it was cool. It was a really cool experience. <laughs> um, so yeah, should we should we get into this? Should we like? Woo! Tell Let's people what <laughs> happens. Um, I don't know. Yeah. When you are, oh man, and I, I, what do you call it? You're, you're raging with cage, and you're, yeah, yeah. you're, you're caged, man. You, you really do get caged in with this shit. <laughs> but uh, I'll let you do the honors. This is your show, so please, yeah, uh, you um, can, you can kick this thing off. Cool. So um, we start off like almost like a snow globe introduction of like a picturesque uh, thing, and it kind of pans out onto. New York City, and like you always get like um, a dream, like I don't know, like scene of like a, a wallet being kicked, it, it, kicked around. Right. It almost, um, you know, it opened like you said. It was a, a snow globe or like a Christmas village you would yeah, see yeah, in yeah. a toy store. And then, yeah, this wallet's getting kicked around in almost a vaudevillian way. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. comedic in the way. There's no way in hell somebody kicks a wallet. Like, you would have to put your foot under on that stair to flip the wallet the way that it well, went yeah, up. I was thinking, like, is this some ridiculous, elaborate plan? Like, all <laughs> right. these people in, like, I don't know. I thought maybe Cage, because it eventually ends up in Cage's hands. And, like, um, I thought, like, is he, like, the world's greatest, like, trickster? And, like, <laughs> he's figured out in some Sherlock-style way the trajectory of all these people walking. It will end up It, it did almost, you know, you say Sherlock, and I think of Robert Downey Jr. and the shit with uh, the guy Richie did, where yeah, he yeah. would see the sequences of events. <laughs> like, this will happen, then this will happen, yeah, then yeah, this will yeah. happen. Yeah, um, that wallet kick went on for a long time. Yeah, and the, uh, Cage <laughs> picks it up and, like, toys with the idea of, stealing was it 800 dollars i think he's like very sp- right. precise about how much is in there um yeah and then um i don't know yeah he goes to a confession booth <laughs> and tells and the, the priest which is weird that the priest knew him but he said he hadn't been there in five years yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but he knew him by his voice but you haven't been here in five years but i know you 
so we see Cage on the on the. Uh, we learn very quickly that he's a man uh, divided. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, two lives and. Uh, but yeah, I, I did write down who who carries eight hundred dollars cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. <laughs> who carries it's it? Christmas, no like, like maybe getting some presents, but like I don't know. I, yeah, I totally. And it yeah. In this first like twenty minutes, everything seems to be. You don't know how close it is to Christmas because the turnaround of events is fucking ridiculous. Because right in the confession booth, he finds out that um, his two brothers are going to get uh, early parole, potentially, because of some weird loophole that is obviously... Or overpopulation. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. overpopulation. Yeah, yeah, overpopulation of the prison system. Um, and <laughs> so his two brothers, Dave and Alvin, uh, you've got John Lovitz and Dana Carvey, yeah. which <laughs> caught me completely off guard. My, uh, I was like, wait. My girlfriend walked in halfway through and was like, none of them, none of them look alike. Like, they do no. not look like brothers, like... Not even remotely close. Yeah, yeah, like um oh. So these two are are on the brink of getting released due to overpopulation and uh I think Cage kicks the door in to the confessional or rips it open and grabs the uh the paper the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah where, yes. where his uh the priest like is more concerned with a crossword than he is with actually right. like the con- the the sins of the masses like yeah, I don't remember because he asked him for a word. Like, how do you spell that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah how do you how do you spell that one? Oh, that that might be um, twelve down. I just quickly <laughs> jot that one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So on my notes, I've got obviously it, we then get a scene of the parole hearing of the two brothers. <sighs> Holy shit! Uh, and we get we get to see Dana Carvey doing the weirdest fucking thing with a jawbreaker. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking weird, man. Um, and we realize quickly that these two are idiots. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is, very unintelligent. That, that, that is exactly what I've beings. got in my note. Like, just a pair of idiots. Like, and and you're right. How these three um, ended up together, I'll have no idea. And then the court releases them into his custody. Yeah, that, I see. Uh, <laughs> my mind was blown when, like, I. <laughs> Because I thought with that parole hearing, like, surely they thought they don't belong in prison. They belong in a mental institute because they are fucking crazy. Like, right. <laughs> you've obviously this got yeah, be... Dana Carvey doing his crazy shit with a jawbreaker. And then, um, is it John Lovitz? Lovitz, yeah. He's just talking about, like, reptiles and stuff like that. And just... It, having a le- reptile brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some funny. real weird shit that you have no, no idea what he's going on about. I think they just, like, just... They confuse them into letting them out. Like, that's what I gathered from it. It's like, the parole board were like, I'm just so fucking confused. These guys are just... I, I wash my hands of it. Yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. done. Like, <laughs> go out into the world... Uh, and Dana Carvey somehow is, so we we learn quickly that Dana Carvey's a, a kleptomaniac. Yeah, yeah. S- steals everything and somehow steals the the necklace or the the brooch or whatever it yeah, was yeah, off like one the tie of the pin. Bro- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off b- one of these dudes. Bill's there to pick them up, like when they get out of prison, and straight away, like I've I've written down like. There was a line that just stood out to me when they're talking about ring dings and uh, 
cage. I like, think I wrote. He says like, I think I... just just the cadences in his voice in this film, like his accent just goes, just takes a left turn somewhere. It's else. never consistent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. never consistent. And he says a line like, "We'll get balloons on a puppet show" or something like that. Like, that was the first thing I had written down. So I wrote down a list of cage quotes. And he's like, you want the puppet show and the ring dings <laughs> as they're all in this piece of shit car together. But yeah, and, and speaking of the dialect and the voices, uh, Dana Carvey's uh, voice throughout the film, I don't know where he was supposed to be from. Uh, yeah, or like, I think there is a big issue in this film with people with like mental handicaps, like the, right. p- the portrayal, like he's obviously like his character almost seems borderline. Like, and they were they were very liberal with the term retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just that, yeah, like the portrayal of like, as I said, like right. yeah, mentally handicapped people is like, hey, they're funny. They're funny. Let's stick them in. Like, right. It's it's normal. Just uh, <laughs> let him go about his day. But yeah, Cage is from. He is Nicolas Cage. Uh, you have these these bursts, these starbursts of moments yeah, yeah, yeah. where he just cages it up. Uh, he 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 is growing at this time into be. It's so weird, such a weird dude uh, throughout the course of this film. So they're all in this car together. Um, Cage kind of uh, expresses to them like, "I'm giving up this this life of crime." John Lovitz is a piece of shit. He- I, uh, I I just every time I see him, I think of um, the one scene he's in in the wedding singer, and I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, what's the line? He's just got that amazing line. He's like, um, he's losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the benefits, <laughs> and like just the it, curtain coming across. He's he's the schemer of the three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and we're introduced. Uh, so Florence Stanley, who played Edna, uh, their mother. Was one of my favorite characters in the film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but before they go home, there's the amazing scene um, where they go to a, like a convenience store How, to get the ring ding. Yeah, yeah. And straight <laughs> yeah, away, yeah. it's like not out of like prison. Five minutes, they're back to their old ways. Like Dana Carvey's like got his hands in the till, just loading up his coat full of money, like anything in sight. Like they make a like they make a run for it, and then. Probably one of the most genius moves I've ever seen where uh, Cage pretends to be, well, Bill, as his character's name is, pretends to yeah. be a cop. And we just like... From a uh, different city. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm from, I'm, I'm from the like, I'm from like, a different area. Right. And he says to and the I've been guy, chasing these guys, go get your car, rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go get your shit. I've got the mayor up my ass because of you guys. Like, stop jacking off and get the car. Bag these two up. Like, it's amazing. And Dana Carvey's so weird about stealing all that money, though. He, he, and where were the the person running the till or whoever owns the store was nowhere to be found. Yeah, they kind they kind of come out the stockroom out the back, don't right? They? Just kind of like what's like these. Got, and you can see right through the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dana Carvey. These two, these three guys, though, seem to have like the best luck in the world, or they are like in a world populated by morons because absolutely at, at, at any turn things can go in their favor it will even though like you shouldn't like these guys i thought like even from these early stages like i should not be rooting for these like scumbags basically but in a way you 
You are. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even after the, um, there's a great scene right after the the stuff with the um, the store where they're they're out in the car together and Lovitz is standing outside the car and Cage is ta- or Bill's talking to him and he's like. He does. He gives this crazy face, and is this one of your elaborate schemes? <laughs> I know it's. <laughs> he's just a fucking maniac. They're all, all so unique, uh, and 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 no way brothers. Yeah. Um, they go. So home. they get. Oh, sorry. They go home. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. go no, home. Go ahead. And like, um, there was the the mom's giving them cream corn, which um, Dana Carvey. Yeah. I, uh, Elvin. Elvin was Dana yeah, Carvey's yeah. character. Um, I'd like the thing is like I had to write in my notes every time I see cream corn I just can't help but think of Twin Peaks like it seems to be <laughs> it seems to be a weird thing about this podcast I seem to make loads of Seinfeld references and mention Twin Peaks which obviously this film will some... be another reference to that right. because Magic yeah. Mick is in this film who was who was amazing as Shelley in Twin Peaks yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah 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 um but yeah, they um they kind of dupe the mum with a letter from their supposed like friend who lives in Pennsylvania who can't who is sick and his daughter won't come. Oh no, yeah, the friend's daughter yeah, lives you're in right. Pennsylvania yeah. and they want to they want to go visit. So this her. was a guy they knew in prison, and and it was great, John Lovett. So when he first gives Nick Cage or Bill the letter, he throws the shit out the window <laughs> and he's like, "Don't worry, I've got another one. <laughs> I, I transcribed it for you." Because he knows uh, he, he knows how much like he he knows how I don't know how down he is on their schemes and their plots. He's like, I've got a backup plan, right? <laughs> um, I've, I've got it all figured out. Yeah, um, and the, the Florence Stanley though, I I couldn't put it together for the longest time, and I was like, who is she? Who is she? And I tried my best while I was watching this movie to follow your rules. <laughs> I put my phone down, um, paid full attention to it, and I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. And she played the uh, grandma Ethel in the dinosaurs, the Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's the voice. That's <laughs> who she is. Uh, but she was wonderful. So, and, and she's crying with the letter in her hands, like, you got to go yeah. and do this. It's, it's so important. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I wrote down a note as well that the, um, the, the, the family is almost like a. Um, a toned down version of the Fratellis from the Goonies. Like, cause you've kind of got, Oh the, shit. Yes. You've got like the brother, obviously like Dana Carvey's character would be their sloth, but like, no, right. like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, a, like not, yeah. not physically handicapped, just a bit like kind of, he's, he's, he's on the autistic spectrum. Definitely. He's different. Like, yeah. He's different. And then you've got like the kind of, yeah. Um, dim, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of had that vibe. It's something about like her kind of. She's kind of proud she, of them, but at the same time, like yeah, she's like she she almost like if she was younger, she would be in on the scams as well. Like I kind right. of that vibe. And, from and her. she she made it pretty clear. She you know she said I loved it when we had all the VCRs <laughs> and flat screen TVs. And he's like, Ma, you know all that shit was stolen, right? Yeah. 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 All the people, all the people they belong to, probably love them as well. Like, right? <laughs> that was a good line. Um, um, yeah. So they, uh, so at home, this letter um, and Cage is out. Bill's out. He's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm not. I don't want any part of this. 
Um, and then Dave uh, Frippo, uh, the John Lovitz character, comes up with another scheme. Got to keep scheming them to get him down there. Um, and really an elaborate. There's You couldn't get away with that shit the way they did in 94. There's a sniper on the roof. <laughs> Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's like it's just an amazing coincidences because as they like kind of they turn up to his work and say like, uh, that they found your wallet like at the crime scene uh, at the convenience store earlier. We gotta get out. We gotta get out of town. And like there's sirens going. It's like have they got a couple of cops on the payroll? Like how are they? How, right. How, like I don't know. Does he work? He, he seems to look like he works in a really fancy restaurant. But is it really in a rough neighborhood or something like that? Is it happens to be sirens going off? Like, and and the fact that Dave just starts eating the bread off people's plates yeah. for no reason. Yeah, it's kind of a bit really? like um, uh, John Belushi in uh, Blues Brothers. You know the scene yes. in the restaurant, like yes. kind of like absolutely scumbag brother who just like yeah eat off of other people's like tables and, and stuff not like. think twice about it <laughs> so this this sets them on the road uh i believe i would assume where the title comes from uh sets them on the road to paradise yeah a- which after is these paradise pennsylvania transpire. is it, i haven't i haven't looked i'm not sure if it is a real place or um i i, I don't know i know we've got a paradise michigan so there's a very good chance there could be a paradise you. pennsylvania yeah yeah um, it looks like a type of like, when they arrive um yeah it looks like a type of place i possibly i don't know looks quite nice it's mm-hmm. like i don't know um everyone... well they almost said as soon as they get to town they almost hit a horse yeah and <laughs> they almost hit a mountie uh, and you learn very quickly that this town is populated with what might be the nicest fucking human beings on the planet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So- yeah, yeah. It's all, like the town almost had like a Twin Peaks vibe to me because it was like just so sur- like so surreal that everybody like they must have some dark shady shit going on. Do you know what I mean? Like because something ha- behind the scenes because yes, it's too yes. perfect no one yeah. could be this nice like you've kind of got the um dim pleasantville or yeah you have the the barney fifes of the world yeah yeah the, well, you've uh, got the dim-witted like uh deputy who's uh just the sheriff's son and like they're very quick to say like don't worry about him He's a retard, like kind of thing. Right. Like, <laughs> Again, they they really do throw the yeah, word yeah. retard around. Like, and they're like, <laughs> it was probably his fault. Like you guys did nothing wrong. Like if you startled the horse, it's his fault. He's like, he's not got two brain cells to rub together. And, and the weird thing is, is that Dana Carvey's trying to explain himself. Alvin's trying to explain, like, oh, he just ran right out in front of me. <laughs> Like being being real weird and shit. Like they're both of those characters were on the same level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy, <laughs> yeah. Um, they were they were right there with one another. Um, and uh, so let's see. Bill asks the sheriff. He says, "Like, oh, do you know Sarah um, Collins? Is, is it is it Collins at this point, or it's no? It's oh no, it wasn't Collins yet. Yeah, it was a different I, surname. And he says, like, say Gamboni, like just because." A dad's a cr- right. crime boss, apparently. Um, yeah, it's, do you know Sarah Gamboni? And the sheriff likes no, but we got Sarah Collins. She works at the bank, and then like the co- like the penny drops when Cage realizes, realizes, oh, we're not here. 
to right. visit a daughter. We're here to have a little look inside the bank of paradise. Yes, and he. Um, so they they do take that uh, that trip into the bank together, and his. Uh, so again, one. It seemed like the the whole town was populated with geriatrics. <laughs> yeah. There was <laughs> there was three or four people under sixty. In this in, yeah, in this yeah, yeah. entire town, <laughs> with um, and, yeah, you've kind of got this old guy who's the security guard, and I've just no, I've got noted down that like uh, there's just a scene of uh, Nicholas Cage like flicking his earlobe just to like see if right. he's alive, and um, <laughs> like they kind of realise that this place isn't the security isn't up to scratch. Obviously, the the security guard will have his earlobes flicked and not like move an inch, like the CCTV. Like security wasn't cameras. connected. Yeah, just yeah, just, just wires hanging out the wall. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and and, she, and Dana Carvey's stealing candy canes and pens, like pens. Yeah, <laughs> and he steals them in the weirdest way. You see this almost uh, lust in his eyes. <laughs> like he's so yeah. he's so into the 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 very idea of of stealing. And then um, so we learn her name is Sarah Collins, and like we said. Uh, Matt and Amick from Twin Peaks. Yep, oh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> Man, is she gorgeous? Uh, she looked great in this as well. Uh, she comes down and is pretty weird from the onset. Well, yeah, she kind of, she kind of like talks to um, Dana Carvey as well in the way that his character probably needs to be, like almost like childlike. Right. Like, come on, let's put the pens back. Like, <laughs> have you lost your pet? Like, almost like uh, yeah, like a kid lost in like. I don't know, like a convenient, yeah, in, in in a bank, like what you'd be like. God, let's take it to one side, like let's get all that back in the jar. Right. And um, it said it said one pen, yeah, yeah. not all the pens, because yeah. he was eating one of the Christmas tree ornaments. He went over there. Yeah. And he was, <laughs> yeah, he's chewing. But doesn't she uh, chew? Yeah, was it an ornament or a sweet? Because she's like there for the kids, unless uh, the kids are eating ornaments in this town. Like I, I, I thought it might have been children of the corn <laughs> shit, some weird shit going all, down. All the fucking kids just hanging around the tree eating glass and plastic. <laughs> the way they do it, I think it might have been like a, a cookie or yeah, 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 or, yeah. or something like you said, a sweet hanging on the on the tree. But you're right; she she brings him. Down in a way that nobody else reacts to him. Yeah, everyone else treats him in, like, he's nor- like he's a normal guy. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> right. he's not 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 mental in any way. They're just kind of like it's just Alvin. Like I don't know. You could almost yeah. like imagine like, a sitcom just called ah, it's just Alvin, and that would kind of be like he would do all this hijinks, like rob a bank, right. and at the end everyone would just go, ah, it's just Alvin. It's just Alvin. Dun 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 dun. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it um, and it says so weird. Uh, so Bill goes from normal Bill to sexy Bill in about zero point two seconds yeah. when he first meets Sarah. Uh, man, does he turn on that cage charm? <laughs> like, hey, how are you? Yeah, and I'm not sure if like there's a, like any ad, like a lot of ad libs or like improvisation in this because it seems like every time. Cage like kind of does any of this like any I don't know almost like his normal scene stealing stuff like John Lovitz like is like fuck this I'm not letting this happen I'm gonna get in there and like he kind of out creeps him he kind of comes in right. and like, <laughs> like you cannot be the creepiest guy in this scene like 
he might as well have just come over and licked her hand, like, right? <laughs> like, just lick not, the side not... of her face, just grab her by the head and just lick her right up the cheek. Yeah, because he he's like I don't know, he's got a creepy vibe to him anyway. Like as I said, like it's probably because I've seen him creeping in the wedding singer. Um, doesn't he actually play a creep in Little Nicky? Like spy? Yeah. yeah so yeah. like. I think this yeah. is the image that is, but like Adam Sandler has burnt this pervert image of John John Lovitz into my mind. So, <laughs> uh, damn you, Adam Sandler! Yeah, yeah as if he hasn't uh, caused enough pain to the world. No, I mean John Lovitz. What was that? High School High, where the the Dangerous Minds uh, parody, and then I always remember him from the Critic. But you're right; he is a he's a. Not just creepy in a weird way, like you'd see a fucking frog and be like, "That's a weird looking thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like John John Lovitz is a weird looking thing. Yeah, he's, I don't know what it is. It's it's like almost like he's he's like like he's weirdly tanned. Like I don't I don't really want to go too much into like the yes just like i don't know going like really putting the man down like last time i talked about obviously uh if you, yeah if you listen before last time i mentioned a celebrity uh like someone on here like end up getting blocked by um john cusack on <laughs> fucking, twitter so yeah, I fucking start, john cusack is I so good i don't, I don't <laughs> want to start causing beefs like i get like the john lovett's appreciation is gonna show back. up at your front door <laughs> like, hey, you remember that thing you said yeah. about when i was in trapped in paradise <laughs> i heard you motherfucker let me in i think that's when you uh, made it surely like <laughs> right <laughs> Load of pitchfork wielding nutters. <laughs> um, um, so, but you're right. Cage tries to out creep uh, Lovitz in this. Uh, Bill is like, no, 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 no. This because they both kind of get the googly eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon, yeah, as soon as she shows up, um, and Dana Carvey, uh, Elvin's off wandering, doing his own thing. And it's at this point they see the uh, the armored guards coming in, who very loudly proclaim. Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> well, the, the thing about that as well is, is it came after just after they had said that, like they had kind of right. like, admitted defeat almost. Like oh, there's going to be no money in this bank, and it's like I, I don't know. It's almost it kind of reminded me of like a um, like kids doing a play. Like oh shit, there's a line. Like rush in. Do you know what I mean? Like right. kind of like the. The cues for stuff happening in this were so, like, wank, like, yanked, like, crowbarred in. On like. the nose. Yeah. Very on the nose. And, and yeah, they scream. Because, yeah, uh, Bill says, well, you didn't notice the vault was empty. Like, we got nothing to do here. And then immediately, yeah, yeah. like you said, the guard, <laughs> this is $275,000, gentlemen. <laughs> we're gonna... um, and then they kind of, they go out to the car, don't they? And there's, um... Mm-hmm. There's just loads of guns. It's almost like the, um, I'd say it's the equivalent of the fear and loathing drug scene, but just like guns in the trunk of a car. Like, right. And it, it, what's the name of the guy they got the car from? Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie. Yeah, who sounds like <laughs> yeah. a, a, an amazing, like, I don't know, he sounds like an ex, like a, a B character from like uh, The Sopranos uh, or. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for- and uh, but I think uh, it, it leading up to it, um, Bill even says he's like, man, 
if I had a gun, I'd be in there right now. <laughs> and then, yeah, Dave responds. He's like, well, what if I told you there was a trunk full of guns? Uh, and then they drive off to a small uh, kind of back road area, pop the trunk, and yeah, there they are. Guns for everybody. Uh, but in order to do a good stick up, they don't only need guns; they need ski masks. And um, this, the scene with Dana Carvey and the Captain Crunch with Alvin and the Captain—that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, it, it was bizarre. Um, and just all the stuff that's pulled out of his jacket because he's—he's <laughs> kind of. They're there obviously getting supplies to do a robbery and he can't help himself so he's just loading up on all manner of shit inside of his coat. Like, what is that? Scarves. Yeah, just he had, any, he's, like, yeah he's, like, he's like, we're about to do a bank job and you're going to get us pinched for, for hats, like a couple of bobble hats right. and shit like that. <laughs> and then it's probably he, moment, like, best to uh, mention the two guys who uh, run the shop. Um, what is it? Uh, Ed and Clovis. This is our introduction to these yeah, two. Who, and they are, again, another mentally handicapped character. Yeah. Yeah. Clo- <laughs> yeah, Clo- um, yeah. Clovis is a uh, man. Is he slow? And I, and we'll get to it as we, as we progress through the film. Um, and the, uh, the glasses that Bill picks out. Oh, I, yeah, they make Bono bl- from U two look like he's a <laughs> right. he's a sane guy. Like <laughs> the weirdest glasses I've ever seen. Yeah, I need these too. Yeah, gotta do this. Yeah, he makes a point, doesn't he? Of like at the end, he's like, "Oh yeah, no, obviously these these right how, these, how much these pinnacle these fashion <laughs> right because this is the uh, this is the icing on the cake right here is these these glasses. Um, um, and then they go like then it's go time. It's fucking bing bang bong get the money in the bank um and it's amazing because as you said everyone in this town is so nice so as soon as they go into the bank uh they're like this is a stick up (laughs) um you have the bank manager's wife just automatically going yes come on guys uh hattie hattie anderson was her name um played by angela Patton, and yeah she's hiding behind that guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you hear this voice and then she's like hey, like but she's very she's she's very forthcoming to come out and just be like it's christmas eve do you guys want to do this like let's gotta pump the brakes right. like like all these <laughs> lovely people want to do stuff with their day like let's not do this she's so polite she's so polite about the entire thing um and they quickly realize that uh, the only person who has the key to the bank, uh, Clifford Anderson, uh, Donald Moffat, who I like a lot, uh, great actor, he's not there at the time. Yeah, he's and he's having lunch in a diner across the road, and the only way to um, get him is they say he's going to be on break for 45 minutes so it's the right. only way they're going to get him to open the vault is to and dave says let's just let's just wait yeah. let's, let's wait it out um, let's see but we'll wait for him to come back he goes to get the keys picks up dana carvey on his way and um i've just written here 
no one in the street notices the guns. No, no, like nobody bats no. an eye. Nobody's like, I don't know. Yeah, like a guy in a ski mask with like a shotgun crossing the street. Yeah, these are these aren't pistols. Yeah, they're not carrying handguns. <laughs> they're fucking twelve gauge long barrels. <laughs> <laughs> guy with stupid glasses they make their way over to the diner and the uh the diner scene was great yeah i uh, and he like he says like this is a stick up and automatically like the cashier goes towards the till like the cash register and and he's like what are you, what are you doing and she, she says um I'm, I, I'm getting the money yeah, obviously it's, it's a, a stick, stick up. up and he's like no we're not robbing here we're robbing the bank and she she quickly replies, but the bank is across the street. <laughs> um, the the dialogue in this thing is uh, something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something. Like, Alvin's up to his old tricks. Just he hands over his gun to like a patron of the diner just so he can have a bite of his food. <laughs> and tells him he's going to put salt on it. It's like could always use a little extra salt. <laughs> Uh, then he's standing there with a spoon in one hand and a shotgun in the other, getting ready to eat. But I give Elvin credit in this scene because he does say, well, they could call the cops. Yeah. Like, if we leave everybody here, they're going to call the cops. So we got to bring the entire diner with us over into the bank. Yeah, which you find out on their return that um, Dave has been uh, teaching the other hostages who have stayed in the bank some uh some breathing exercises a little bit of yoga just so you can kind of keep calm because we all know that uh a bank heist can be a very stressful situation for everybody <laughs> a yoga that he learned in prison yeah, it's just like when when 10 guys want it when you're in a room with 10 guys it can get pretty stressful <laughs> when 10 guys surround you you're talking about prison gang rape <laughs> We got to do yoga. Uh, so, so yes, and he's teaching all them, and they eventually all show up, and he gets pissed. He's like, you just made this stressful again. I finally got them all calmed back down to where they need to be. Um, so now you've got essentially what I would think is half the town in the bank. And and we didn't mention they all keep bringing up that uh, Winterfest yeah. is going on. So this is a big thing for the town. A lot of outsiders coming in. They never expand upon what this yeah, festival yeah, yeah. I actually don't, I don't is. Know what it is like. I reckon this is the shady, dark secret of the town. Like it's some <laughs> some sacrifice, some kind of wicker man shit. <laughs> some, like some, some sacrificial burning. pagan <laughs> pagan ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucking is. cutting cutting goats' throats and drinking blood, sacrificing virgins. Yeah, everyone's naked um, in the town square. <laughs> All the old people. Ass naked, covered in blood. Uh, they they don't expand upon that, but we end up with all these people in the bank, and they keep. Uh, they, there's a joke they play a couple times that I thought actually worked kind of well. We're like, okay, who's got the key to the thing? Raise your hand, and they all got their hands up. And it's like, okay, everybody, put your hands down. Now, however, and the one girl, she does it real quick. She doesn't know what to do. She has yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> puts her hands back down. Um, um, they get into the vault. The the very peculiar, like, laser beams at, like... I didn't think that still existed. Yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, and and, and uh, Bill is spraying what looks like mouth spray, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Banaka almost, and he sees the lasers. 
gets in there, grabs the money. He trips the laser on the way out with the bag. I think yeah. it was the the bag that hit it. Um, um, and then, they, oh, go ahead. It's please. time for them to get the fuck out of there. Um, Alvin is the getaway driver, <laughs> and the moment they exit the bank, he just shoots off down the road like nobody's why, though? business. I, I, I still don't understand why he took no, off. No, 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 no. <laughs> he causes like a mass pile up, like breaks immediately. Everyone piles up behind him. He gets pissed off with all the guys like kind of honking him. And he's like, oh, like kind of fuck this. I'm going again. They kind of like, right. I don't know if they caught like, they didn't really, they didn't catch up with him almost because they're kind of like, it's like they got ahead of him because he kind of eventually like comes around the they, corner they, where they, they are. Yeah, they like they. I don't know if they took a back alley. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the, went around a couple well, buildings. I, I think logic is something we need to kind of leave at the door with this one. Like, right, throw it out the window because um, it's. A, but he just kept doing it. He just kept driving yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a really good line because they're like. They finally got him to stop. He's like, is he going to do it again? Like, they've kind of like, right. addressed to the audience, like, yeah, this is a bit fucking stupid. Like, um, <laughs> right. we, 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 we even see the absurdity of this situation. Um, and and he, they, why they let him be the driver, I will never know. And he, he keeps giving this line, like, you do what you do, I do what I do. Yeah, and like, he's, <laughs> it's almost like he says it with actual no... No understanding of what that means. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if, like, maybe it was, like, a quote from something. Like, maybe. He, he almost, it, it felt like Ron Burgundy saying, when in Rome. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that doesn't make sense here. That, <laughs> what you're saying doesn't make any sense here. Yeah. Um, I, they, I, they do finally get in the car, though. Yeah, and they get, um, they go, they go off to ditch that car and get another car and then we see a scene in prison mm-hmm. of um vic and um shoot i can't remember the other guy's name but the big mob yeah like the kind boss of, is is vic all the guys and we've conveniently like see a moment of everyone's kind of g-ing g-ing <laughs> vic up like t- Tell us your famous story. Tell us the bank story, and it's um. And he says it quite politically. <laughs> he kind of they were looking to... at this guy like he was preaching the yeah, gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, were... This uh, this bank is There's like this... an orchard, and instead of apples, <laughs> it is fine like silvers and golds. Like I don't know. It's... Oh, Vic, you saved the best. <laughs> Tell me that story again, Vic. <laughs> yeah, um, and then some like uh, kind of I don't know. I get, I, by, I probably look too much into side characters, like what their thing would be by now. But like, uh, I kind of got the impression the guy who comes over to them is definitely the like library guy. Do you know what I mean? He's he's wheeling around the cart and he's like the right. He's kind of the informant to everyone. He's like, hey Vic, that bank, that bank you've conveniently just been talking about was right. it in Pennsylvania. Because it's been he's, he's, he's Andy Dufresne from the Shawshank yeah, Redemption. Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But like with a bit more, with a bit more, like I don't know. He'll he'll 
he'll tell everyone the shit the other gr- the factions are talking you know? right he'll be going over to the white supremacist gun those <laughs> latinos they've been saying <laughs> some shit and then saying the exact same book? thing to the latinos yeah right. it's kind of like no loyalty to anyone um and and again another time when the dialogue was so on the nose yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were just talking <laughs> yeah, about he, it <laughs> he must have and been everybody i mean <laughs> there was there was people 10 12 seats down all leaning in yeah. they all <laughs> had their ears into this great story about the the bank the the famous bank on the hill that uh the money flows like like wine and <laughs> um <laughs> it's ridiculous so and like instantly all they can think about is um the the two brothers of alvin and dave and there is a flash they show you an image of them at their parole meeting which like is not a memory any of these guys would have had because they right. weren't there i did i didn't understand this it's like how all you needed to do was put those two in prison like prison outfits and, and, a, and a gray wall and right. just just had a sh- that shot and that that could have been the memory and it was blood red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's violent red. Because oh, that is it. One of the guys says to him as well, like, oh, do you want to be telling your plan to everybody? Because, like, somebody might, somebody might steal it. That's well. right. At least like, That's right. Do you, know, do you know who you're talking to? Vic will put a man down. Like, <laughs> anyone who tries like to cross Like a dog Vic's in the street. Um, <laughs> and all this for, <laughs> I mean... In the grand scheme of things, as far as heist movies go, you know, you think of shit like Heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these great, huge heist movies, they're talking about $275,000. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, and they that's made... it's really weird because the, like, the last film I watched was It Could Happen to You. And like just oh, out of the yeah. kindness of strangers' hearts, um, Nicolas Cage's character and his girlfriend received six hundred thousand dollars just from like five dollar checks here and there like from people in new york and they're like kind of getting so excited over 275 like i imagine even 94 that still wasn't that wasn't deal of money i don't know that's (laughs) maybe a house but like split three ways like they're gonna give their mum a bit as well like not even yeah, like she needs those TVs and VCRs, yeah. and I mean, we're right around the corner from DVDs in '94. It's it's coming. She needs it. Yeah. So, I, uh, so these guys all in jail, like you were saying, and he determines that this is worth uh, breaking out of prison for. Yeah. Um, yeah, this bank because that's logic, right? I mean, that's that's what you do. Yeah, and um, <laughs> then we get like the FBI turn up in paradise paradise yeah and like again we've just mentioned it was two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars i thought the same exact <laughs> on thing christmas like eve <laughs> they've got the high school gymnasium set up like home base yeah, 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 yeah. maps <laughs> yeah maps everywhere at least 40 agents all over the place there's a there's serial killers out there that need yeah, your yeah, attention. Not getting this much attention. This. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I do love me some Richard Jenkins though, oh. who plays the the lead agent. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing in this. Like, um, I 
fucking like just the lines he has got in this film are amazing like he's not in it a lot but the moments he is on screen are just fucking great like um beautiful just just so pissed off he's just like you can tell he doesn't want to be there he would rather be at home like i don't know unwrapping some presents eating some giblets or something like he does not want to be in <laughs> bumfuckville fucking pennsylvania, pennsylvania. <laughs> and they do um and, and by this time they've made it a point to say this is christmas eve yeah, yeah yeah so yeah yeah by by this point in the film we realize it's christmas eve um and i think they already established that it's the the worst blizzard in 17 years yeah i think that's in this scene and they're like um We'll catch them. Like we'll put APBs out. We're like, uh, we'll definitely catch them if they're trying to escape. Especially if they're going north. <laughs> and he points at the man. Yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah. cut to cut to the guys in the car, and who'd have thunk it? They're heading north, like right, <laughs> in a Again, very roundabout dialogue. way, which brought about one of my favourite moments. <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> of the film where um, Alvin says, like, I followed the map perfectly. It said, um, like, because they're kind of turns. confused of, like, where are we going? I'm pretty sure we passed that farmhouse. And he's like, I followed the map. I took the four lefts. And he's like, <laughs> four lefts is a fucking circle! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they're just kind of, like, cruising down the road. Um, they see a police car behind them. And Dave's like, it's fine. We're just three guys driving a car in a blizzard. In a blizzard. Nothing's going to go wrong. The police car starts speeding up. Like, you think, shit, the chase is on. They think, shit, the chase is on. Um, The chase is not on, but they (laughs) wreck the car, basically. Like, (laughs) How the fuck they all walked away from that? I... (laughs) It's like some A-team shit, you know, like you could blow up a helicopter or like a tank and the guys are just kind of, like, dust themselves off, like... Close close call, brother! (laughs) Let's get back to Goon Central and wait for next week when we've got to chase these crazy cats. Yeah, because they drove that shit off a bridge. Yeah, off a bridge. And it was a... (laughs) 15, 20 foot fall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Head on. And conveniently as well oh, doesn't oh, cage's reaction as he gets out of the car he's just going ow ouch <laughs> oh that hurt <laughs> um yes and conveniently a guy is there instantly like again if he was driving past would have probably seen like do you know what I mean the police car like he i think he even asked like oh what happened to you guys and it's like or we mm-hmm. clearly fucking fell off the bridge, like, <laughs> like um, and he's it's like, pretty oh, obvious. I've got to take you. I've got to take you guys home. Like, I take you guys home. I'm going to my aunt and uncles. Um, they'll look after you. Like, we're going to sing some Christmas carols. Like, we're going to have a lovely time. Get you out of the cold and into the warm. Um, and I thought that, and I think Cage even even asked him, like, can you take us this way? <laughs> And he says, "No, no, no. That's it. That's when we learned all the the roads are blocked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blizzard, the blizzard has trapped them 
in Paradise, hence the title, Trip. Trapped in Paradise. This, like, almost yeah. reminded me, um, I mentioned uh, Red Rock West to you earlier. I'm not sure if it was on air or off air, but um, that has a similar thing. Like, it's a, almost that thing. Someone just desperately trying to get out, and right. there's just so many things maybe like not necessarily explained in the plot like this is perfect there's a blizzard that film is a bit more like uh, if he if he leaves the town the, the the film's over so let's just shoe in let's just shoehorn something <laughs> in to like make him stay uh, but yeah it, it, so they're like, they're trapped yeah and and they go with they go with this guy uh, show up at the front door and bum 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 big plot reveal they are at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Anderson yeah who um I thought that um that reveal was pretty great I was kind of uh, a bit shocked yeah like, I was like I really enjoyed that like it was uh and and Cage's reaction is Cage's <laughs> reaction to most things um he gets that crazy stupid look on his face like oh my god you're my god <laughs> well obviously he knows who they are they do not know who the fuck he is apart from no i mean they are uh ward and june cleaver i mean they're the the nicest most suburban well adapted beautiful people like people like that don't exist yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said there's there's got to be something back there they got a fucking S and M dungeon downstairs <laughs> because nobody is uh, nobody's that nice. But they they invite them in. Oh, come in, boys! You got to be so cold. Yeah, and there's kind freezing. of like those those moments where you think oh, they've they've they figured it out because he's like, oh, I recognize you from earlier, and you're like, oh shit! And he's like, you were in the bank, and again you're like, oh shit! And he's like, yeah, like this morning, like chatting to uh, Sarah upstairs. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a very weird like i don't want to know who's downstairs who's like who they call like right. jenny downstairs who's like locked up it's the, in the, the fucking dungeon. gimp from pulp fiction <laughs> get the get the gimp yeah, release the hattie gimp. <laughs> go get the gimp um, uh so um they're they're all invited in and dana carvey uh day or um alvin continues just to start stealing stealing shit, shit. yeah, yeah. So a nutcracker, a tiny little nutcracker off the... Just anything. They, they make... Yeah, whatever he can get his hands on. And like, he's he doesn't, taking he doesn't home. even need... I'm pretty sure if he asked, they'll just give it to him. They're that, that, they're that nice. Because um, they instantly are like, we've got to get you guys sorted. Um, they're taking presents from under their tree, which, <laughs> like... They're like, we need some clo- like We need some clothes. Not, like, the, the, the most logical thing to be like, oh, well, Mr. Anderson's got a couple of old, like, sweat bottoms he doesn't want or like a couple of old sweatshirts or like do you know what I mean like some trousers that are they're, they're maybe a bit too short in the leg for him now or whatever like wear those no presents from under the tree just right. take and they're gonna fit don't worry about yeah. it because <laughs> um, you're all three different sizes but all these gifts were for the same yeah, man yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're decked out in um Christmas gear Sarah upstairs comes down and um, introduced to possibly my favourite character of the film, um, a lovely three-legged dog called Tripod. (laughs) (laughs) 
when she said the name, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, like, just in case you didn't get the joke, she's like, she, I think she pretty much says it. She's like, you get a tripod because the three legs. Right. Like, <laughs> in case you don't know what try means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, again, this movie with the dialogue, it really gives it to you, yeah. lays it, lays it all out there. Uh, but no, tripod, <laughs> when, it, 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 it felt, I don't want to say out of place, but so unexpected. When he's like, that's because he turns and sees it. Bill turns. Yeah. He's like, that's a three legged dog over there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, tripod. That's uh, that's our th- I'm Sarah upstairs. Uh, don't worry about gimp downstairs. <laughs> I'm kind of um, um, I, d- I kind of felt like that is the type of like, you know, when interbreeding happens between animals and they get weird defects like maybe in that area because of like the small population of dogs like all dogs just have three legs like <laughs> try dogs every one of them like yeah um, Ro- roaming in packs three-legged dogs yeah, yeah. lean into one side <laughs> running around in circles um, <laughs> four left turns just keep doing it dog you got it don't worry about it. And then we see, I, we kind of see some like kid who looks like Fuller from Home Alone uh, watching TV, yes. who's never like kind of. You, I don't think you ever see him again in the film. He's just there nope. to be like uh, John Lovitz. His character is like, "Hey, kid, what are you watching?" He's like, "Well, I'm just watching some TV." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what does it fucking look like I'm doing? And and, and the crazy thing is, is what fucking. Nine, ten-year-old kid sits and watches the news on Christmas Eve. That's like, <laughs> right. It's a wonderful life is on. Yeah, like, like, what do you do? Rudolph is on. Like this yeah. was ninety-four. Home Alone would have been out. Like definitely uh, could have watched that. Like yeah, or like yeah, it, it would be a Christmas special on of something. Surely, like not the murderers that's the, escaping. <laughs> that's jail. the type like, of kid who grows up to be a serial killer. Yeah, definitely. He he's fucking Ed Gein, Andre Chikatilo in the making because <laughs> no kid, no kid does that. Um and and John Lovitz realizes uh Dave realizes that um these two guys have escaped. Yeah. There's this special bulletin. Breaking news. We got these two escaped convicts out of this prison and they were blah 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 blah. So his response is to start singing. Yeah. Um he immediately starts belting, hark the herald angel singing. Uh, and and Bill's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> what are we yeah, doing here? Like, um, Mrs. Anderson's kind of like, yeah, he knows how to get the party turned up. Like, <laughs> this is the type of guy we want. We've got the party starter in here, like bringing that festive chair here. Yeah, you keep that up. Jesus is coming back tonight because this, we got the Christmas spirit. We're doing it. Um, um, go ahead. Please. Sorry. Uh, um, um, they immediately say, we've got to call our mom. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, like, uh, Bill's kind of like, I genuinely want to talk to my mom. Love it is his thinking. Uh, oh, there could be other reasons I want to call my mom. Uh, he's always scheming. Yeah, always exactly. it, it, the, and, uh, the next play. He knows, like, his suspicions are right because he they call their mum and she is being held hostage by Vinny and 
Fug number one. He's got a name. I can't like... remember. Yeah, I can't remember goon number one. Yeah, he's he, uh, he's he... that he's that fleshed out as a character. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's she's amazing. She's just like so like for someone who's being held hostage, is just so sassy. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, but. Uh, like you said, she's she's Mama Fatelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, she doesn't take no shit from no yeah. one. <laughs> so I think there's a line. Um, how did you go? What would you get five years for just being ugly or something like that? Like <laughs> right um, for being a fucking idiot. You're both stupid. <laughs> um, and she just fires them off one after another. Bang, 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 bang. But um, yeah. So she is being held hostage. Um, Dave kind of tries to. Well, he's acting as if he's having a phone call with her, not the, not Vinny. Yeah, he's like kind of yeah trying to show face to obviously the Andersons and Bill and Alvin, whereas we know he's talking to the man who wants that $275,000. <laughs> that big money. <laughs> that big money. Um uh, and I, I love after their conversation on the phone when um, Bill asks Dave, he's like, what is my... Or no, when he says, I, I love you, and Vic's on the other end, and the goon number one is like, well, what did they say? He's like, he told me he loved me. <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's it. The um, Mr. Anderson is explaining over dinner how, like, the robbery today would literally cause the closing put the b- down. put the bank under yeah because yeah they're only a small bank and because he knows all the people personally he will give them a loan just a shake of a hand it was it it was very reminiscent of george bailey and it's a wonderful life yeah like these are these are good people I'm going to give them a loan because they're good people. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't run their credit. I don't ask them for a credit score. Um, and this entire time, Bill's getting hit uh, with the ghost of Christmas past. You can see it. It's slowly transforming him into something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and the meanwhile, uh, man, Elvin was doing some weird shit with the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> when they're all at pouring dinner. Pouring it and pouring it and pouring it like... I'm pretty, he might as well just been drinking it yeah, right out of the gravy boat. It's going, it's going on the table. There's a long shot, and like it is, that gravy boat is upside down, and there is nothing left. Like <laughs> he's fucking rinsed it. After he very politely asked Bill, like, "Could you please pass me the giblet gravy?" <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. And there's mention as well over the dinner table that there is, luckily, there's one bus left to Philly. It's mm-hmm. not where they need to go, but it's out of paradise. Um, right. So they, um, the back to the mobsters, Vinny and yeah, we'll just call them the mobsters. I reckon from, from for, right on for a little yeah, bit. I'm good with just, that. Uh, um, they're on their way to Pennsylvania, and the mum they they've got the mum in the back of the car, and you can see She's that Dave's shit. got his singing voice from her. Because right. she, she's literally like a kid, like in that, like I don't, I don't want to go on this journey, like 
she might as well be singing like, oh, I know a song that'll get on your nerves. Just like kind of. Are we? Are we there yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, these two guys are putting up with her in the back of the car, um, and she just starts belting out. And and if you're unfamiliar with her, but anyone listening has seen dinosaurs, uh, you know Grandma Ethel's voice is something very <laughs> unique and special. <laughs> and she's just silent night. <laughs> just <laughs> she's going. She's doing her thing as they're they are on their way. I can't remember when did they figure out that it was. Oh no, because he knew where the bank was, and then they learned they heard it on the radio or on TV that the bank had been robbed, so they knew where they were going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. see, he okay. knew he knew the bank. It was the thing of the thing of right. legend, <laughs> the, the story <laughs> right. he had like professed. the Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we see Ed and Clovis in pursuit of the brothers um as they're trying to get on the bus and they kind of have they kind of think that the and mr anderson and them are kind of in cahoots like they have they have their kind of theories that they've cooked up after smelling too much i don't know propane or something like yeah and that motherfucker had the biggest chewing tobacco wad (laughs) in his cheek i've ever seen (laughs) Um, yeah, the couple of couple of crazy fuckers. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I kind of felt that the next scene was pretty weird. In that, um, I so far like we had just been kind of seeing that uh, Bill was kind of like almost like seeing some redemption, and kind of does one of the most scumbaggy things he can possibly do of like manipulating the cashier to pay for his bus right. ticket out of like out of town that was fucking was kind of like oh. after he was he was already in the bag of money yeah, like he got, could have easily yeah, he's got a couple of notes yeah. in his hand and then like put this on the fake crying like i just want to see my mom <laughs> she's she's dipping into her own purse and like luckily like you're in a town full of lovely people like yeah, luckily, fortunately, you're in paradise. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and, the one. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we do this kind of thing here. And then he exits, and just a great scene of I've I've nicknamed this scene the uh, scuffle with the duffel, um, <laughs> <laughs> just because. Um, right on. Ed grabs the duffel bag off of. Oh, it's kind of. Uh, I've got to get this all the right way around. So Ed grabs the duffel bag off of uh, Bill. After the FBI agent was like, show oh, yeah, me what's yeah, in show the bag. Show me the contents of your bag. Yeah. Ed runs through, grabs the bag. <clears throat> Hits him like a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, he grabs, does he grab Ed's gun or he grabs a gun? He grabbed Ed's gun, and I actually have it written down as one of my cage quotes. He grabs Ed's gun and start, starts shooting, and then he's like, Oh my god, there's a gun! Oh my god! There's a gun! Oh, I wish, I wish, yeah. I wish podcasts were a visual medium sometimes. Just for, just yeah. so we could show you guys how, um... Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, and, and now you've got all the the FBI with the bag, 
Um, and there was a lot of cops at the bus station. Yeah. They were waiting for something to happen. Yeah. There was at least a dozen agents and cops outside. See, I thought that whole like congregation of people outside the bus thing was some kind of like something was happening with like homeless people. Like, do you know what I mean? They were kind of being like <laughs> looked after or something. Like, I thought they were going to try and sneak in with yeah, like pretend to be some bums, but. No, no. The bus station was right next to the soup yeah, kitchen. Yeah, for, <laughs> that's the type yeah. of place paradise is. You, right, they take care of people. Man. That lady inside will give you all her money. Yeah, exactly. Just you tell her you need to go see your mom. You go in, you get a bus ticket to wherever the fuck you want to go. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but this, so they, do, they don't get out of time. No. They, no. Plan they, one. They don't and, get anywhere close. Bill's like, I've, I've got a long shot like to get out of town with We'll see how it. We'll see how that pans out, um, and then we have the FBI. Uh, they have a couple of like, couple of kids who are like, we've seen almost like the famous like uh, boys in the hood line, like you want to see a dead body, it's like you want to see <laughs> right. a dead car, um, <laughs> right? So they take them out. Yeah, they're like. And uh, Richard Jenkins, like, did he high five? Like, what are these? Like, come on, kid! Like, gives him a high five. Like, we're gonna nail these guys because um, that's what you do. And uh, <laughs> you're an agent of the FBI. That's us. That's America, yeah. people. Fucking FBI agents high fiving kids. <laughs> that's how it all goes down. Um, and they their plan is um. So their plan to go. <laughs> Their plan to Go get up out of town is. Uh, uh, please take this one, Joe. Uh, so they they're gonna go because the roads are blocked. They decide to take the river, and I can't remember exactly how they get a boat. But like you said, circumstances in this movie, everything happens uh, uh, right right for them. So they're in a boat and they're they're rowing up river. They're going going going, and they see a, a helicopter, which again. For $275,000, that's a lot of resources yeah, yeah. going into finding these guys. The wages, I mean, you've got... the wages alone <laughs> right. of all these people getting paid has sure, right. like, I get, I don't know, I don't know how much, like, I don't know how high up Richard Jenkins' character is in the FBI, but that's got to be some serious money, like. I want to say he was the bottom of the barrel and they were like, you get this case. Yeah, yeah. You just get to go, look. and he's like, I'll take everybody with me. So you get these three guys in a uh, uh, a canoe of sorts, uh, a small boat. They're all rowing. They see a helicopter coming. They hit a a log that happens to be in their path. And I've I've done a lot of canoeing in my life, a lot of camping. I've hit a lot of logs. I've never seen a human being launched <laughs> eight feet out of the front of the canoe from hitting a a very small overturned tree. Uh, but we get Alvin gets thrown out. Again, the people of paradise, they show up the pe- to save his ass. The people of paradise who are old as fuck. There is four right. of them, and they have like a combined age of about a thousand. Like, they are so <laughs> fucking old. Like, and they create a human chain yeah. from, the, from the shore. I thought, uh, though, it, that was going to end with not one casualty, but four, because those people could, like, those, those people were that. Like they were old as fuck. Like that little kids at home watching the news, and they're like, "Breaking news: Five geriatrics died in the river yeah, today, yeah, yeah. all swept away." Just the thought <laughs> yeah. of like temper- water temperatures that low 
would like fucking just give him like a heart attack, like let alone get right, him in because everything was everything was. And I will tell you, I've done a, um, uh, uh, I did a thing for the Special Olympics a few years ago where we did a polar plunge, where you jump into the ice water oh, yeah, cool, and you man. raise money. Yeah, I mean it was great, but you hit water that cold, it it immobilizes you. You're you're done. There, there's no coming yeah, back yeah, from definitely. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, but you're right. These people, that guy, I'm pretty sure the one guy crawled in with a cane. <laughs> like he went down, <laughs> went down the bank, and he was in there with a cane doing his thing. But they save, um, they save Dana Carvey, they save Alvin, and again, they are still trapped in paradise. Every exit these guys try and take uh, results in in nothing but being stuck in this town. Yeah, one of these geriatric old guys is always like, let's have some soup and some like brandy. <laughs> right. and, and she's like, she's like, oh, should we mix them together? And he's like, no, the brandy's for me. Like, I kind of felt and, like and we went they up, like, take them... I can't remember the name of the characters where they, they all go back to their house, but if it isn't the most pristine-looking Christmas setting you have yeah, ever seen. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the stockings all over the fireplace, the, the wreaths everywhere and shit like that, and um, Bill is really kind of distraught over, is, uh, is Alvin going to live through all this? And again, the people of Paradise, I think the guy that was in the water starts doing mouth-to-mouth. Yeah, mouth. yeah. yeah. Yeah, he starts he starts putting it on him. He's helping him out. They're doing it, and so the our our friends are back in paradise once again. Yeah, and um, where do they? Where? He lives. Spoiler alert: Elvin lives. Yeah, he, he spits <laughs> out a whole load of water, um, uh, and then Bill. Um, where do they head to? I'm just trying to think. Oh, one thing that definitely happens is the mobsters put um. The mum in the trunk Edna. of the car. <laughs> yeah. And Gagger, because she won't shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> well, yeah, She's I singing, One man. of them is very adamant as well. He just he just keeps repeating, Gagger. Gagger. <laughs> Gagger. Yeah, get the gimp. And get she the gimp. Is not, she is Go. not, like, phased by it at all. She's like, yeah, do what you got to do. Put me in the trunk of this car and give a shit. It's better than right. being you in your company, a couple of bums. <laughs> right. Um, uh, it, it was after this that they... Um, so Bill hasn't yet decided to completely give back the money. Uh, let me see. Where are we at? They head to the um, church. Yes. And yeah, so they, the people of Paradise are kind of having a, like, I'm not sure if it's like midnight mass or something like that, but they're having like a kind of bit of a church knees up the night before Christmas. Like, they're, they're, they are the visual representation of the idea of community. Yeah. Is what they're seeing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they're, they're all going to church and. Um, Bill has a lovely conversation in a graveyard with Sarah and she's saying to him, I think you should like, I thought you guys had gone, like just get out of town. Like she alludes and to his, the fact she knows about the robbery. Like his face looking through that church grave. <laughs> <when he laughs> Priceless. I mean, he looks so uh, a little bit of context these characters have spent a grand total of 4 minutes on screen together yeah and he's pining after her 
like Romeo staring at Juliet. He's <laughs> you get the best Cage longing love uh, face we've seen in a very long time. And you kind of get her talking about like how she wants him to leave town, like she wants to see the yeah, back absolutely. of him. And he sees this as the opportune moment to try and like lay a kiss on her, like. <laughs> Where did those, that's what where you did do. those signs come from? Like, where did you? I don't know what vibes were you picking up from. You're, I think you're, you're a shit person. You've robbed the town I live in, and like the people I care about. Oh, let's have a kiss. Like, it makes no right. fucking sense. Um, and, and to give it to the writers, she does pull away. Yeah, and definitely. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I don't know. <laughs> I thought this was a brilliant like take like we tried to leave by land we've tried to leave by sea like we will now leave by sleigh (laughs) right so melvin or or no merlin uh the horse is such an amazing character um and again they leave it to elvin to drive like what but he has some kind of horse whisper bond with this creature. Well, he kind of he kind he, of like doesn't know what to say to begin with, and then like finds it's almost like the magic word. He's like, "Is it? Is it yo yo sesame? Is it is like yeah?" And then like it's gone. Like, it is, and um, possibly one of the greatest car chases I've ever seen uh, because it is <laughs> cops skidding all over the place like. It, it it looks pretty slow as well. Like I, I put, that. they're they're launching cop cars off of snowbanks yeah, yeah, yeah. into trees. <laughs> yeah, there is a few. Um, this is another thing. It almost reminded me of uh, Blues Brothers again. Like of the kind of like way too many cop cars to just chase after right. like one car, and especially in this case, a fucking sleigh. Like, <laughs> and and when when. When Petro says sleigh, it is a legitimate Santa Claus sleigh. Yeah, yeah, like... It, but being pulled by one horse. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no wheels or anything like that. It's literally like two sheets of iron, like a couple of skates. Right. Like, I, um, oh. When I took my notes down next to this one, I... Uh, where is... I, I wrote down right next to it. How far did they plan to make it? Like, that was the that was the plan. Yeah, you've got... Yeah, where, like, I think once you... I don't know... Once the snow melts as well, that is not like the horse is not going to be. That sleigh is going nowhere. Like there's going to be sparks no. flying. It's like tarmac. Um, <laughs> right. And then um, and, and, I've got I've, I've just got written in my notes here. Um, yeah, why is there a mentally handicapped cop? Um, I'm not sure what that is in reference to. And another one in very quick succession says. Ed's voice is really deep, like the very. <laughs> and Ed's our Ed's our tobacco chewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who uh, <laughs> he's always got a fat wad of red man in his pocket. Um, um, yeah. So they like the, uh, they go to leave Merlin, uh, and then again, how like fate is on their side because they go to hitchhike and instantly <laughs> someone goes to pick them up. Right. But but Merlin, um, so the stuff with Merlin, before they even go to hitchhike, Merlin's sleigh falls into the water, under the ice, 
And this scene, I felt, was almost pulled directly from the never-ending yeah. story. When, <laughs> when Ar- right. <laughs> when Artex is down in the water and he's like, no! Nah! Yeah, 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 Artex, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Merlin's sinking and they all jump right in to to save this horse and sleigh. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It, 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 it's silly, but at the same time, it, um, it it works in this universe, in this world that yeah, they yeah, built. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that. For, it, it kind of, it works really well in like that. You obviously want them to get out, but it's like the, the moment they're like just on the precipice of getting out, it's like. Not so quick. Like let's like, like, like we, got, we, right. we got we got half hour running time to go. Like, let's let's. And speaking of run times, I mean this thing is almost a solid two yeah, hours. Like, it was yeah. There was a point. <laughs> it I was not. A... At, how 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 much longer have we got? Was, oh shit! Like right, we're still doing this. How many twists and here. turns are we gonna get? <laughs> yeah, like how many different ways? Like I don't know. Were they actually gonna rob Santa's sleigh and like try and leave that way and then find out there's some kind of border control for santa and like you can't fly by air (laughs) Um, but it is around this point bill like they go for they go to a diner they've taken merlin Mm. and bill says his plan is to put the money back right and um and he still has so we didn't mention this he never got rid of the vault keys yeah, he he's had the the keys to the vault the entire time. Oh yes, because they're dropped in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Right. I always do this with these episodes. I forget like a big howling plot point, and then have to like, yeah, fuck. it happens. For me. <laughs> it happens as long as you can remember it later on. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so they're in this diner, and then Alvin Alvin's up for it as well. He's like, let's let's give the money back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, because Bill is saying it, and and Dave's the only one who's like, "Well, I want my cut." And he, Dave's talking to Alvin, and he's like, "You want your cut, right?" And then Alvin just comes out, and he's like, "No, put my money back with Bill's. I want to." So now we have Bill and Alvin who have been infused with the Christmas spirit. They want to return everything after encountering all of these wonderful people over the course of the film. Uh, they're ready to give the money back and head back to the vault. And this is when Alvin gives Bill his wallet back as well, which reveals to Bill that their story, as if he hadn't of guessed already, was absolute It was a ruse. It was Merlin shit. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) it was Merlin shit. um, uh, The whole thing was a plan to... But... so this reveal, like, I, I, I understand it, but we get through the entire thing that Dave is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a big surprise. It wasn't shocking that this whole thing was a ploy by Dave to try and get uh, his brothers into this scheme. I thought, I thought he kind of knew that by now anyway, but he's like, well, I don't, I don't yeah, I, he, I don't, he couldn't have been that stupid. Like, if he was so dead against it all, like, I felt like he was very quick to turn to just robbing a bank. Do you know what I mean? Hey, oh, he turned on drop of a dime. Yeah, like he, he was. He, he was wouldn't ready. take a wallet, but he's he's not just robbing. He's leading the robbery. It's not like he's like reluctantly like I'll be the getaway driver. He's like 
if we're going to fucking do this, we're going to do this right. Like, it was <laughs> right. like a. I need these glasses. Give me these yeah, glasses. Like I'm ready addict. to go. Like, don't give me that cocaine. Don't give me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, he's like. But it does, I mean, that does kind of all tie back into the, the very opening of the film where we see him struggling with the idea, like, do I keep the money? And even when he's talking to the, the Padre and he says, I debated over this for days yeah, yeah, yeah. before putting it in the mailbox. But, so he was always a man that was right there. Um, and he finally, after seeing all of these kind people, these great people, he he decides that's the man he yeah, wants yeah, to definitely. be. He does want to be yeah, um, a, a, but he a good storms person. out and he's like, I need to go back. <laughs> I'm going to get a lift with <laughs> these two kind fellows. Um, Circumstance. Circumstance. It's just so good. Like, I just like, I, I, there's a thing I've grown to love, like have an appreciation, I think, more so from doing this podcast, but before so, before so anyway. Just love shit films. Like I love really right. shitty movies for some reason. Like I'll I'll watch Fast and the Furious like any day of the week. Like I'm with you. Just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. just just and like that that I was just like I kind of wanted him to like immediately when he left that diner. I was like, I hope he fucking gets in their car. I hope he gets in their car. <laughs> right. Like um. <laughs> um and the goons are getting they're just, they just stop for gas. Yeah. They're just, they just stop to to get gas. Or what do you guys call it? Petrol? Oh, we could, yeah, I yeah, believe gas gas that yeah, works. Gas, yeah, gas yeah, gas petrol. Uh, I I've learned so much actually listening to your podcast. I'm like, "Oh, that's what you call it." Yeah, that. yeah. That's what yeah, you call yeah, it. I was, okay. Yeah, sometimes um, <laughs> I sometimes think like I don't know. I don't know who's listening where, but like then again, there's people listening in Turkey, and I start speaking Turkish. Like, no offense to any Turkish right. listeners, but like, uh, I'm not making allowances for you guys. I'm gonna do it how I do it. Uh. But they're they're just there to get gas. Mom's in the trunk, and uh, Bill is just super friendly. He's becoming one of the residents of paradise at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, and he is willing to like be. He's like, oh, look, can I share something with you guys? I know we've just met, and you're for. You just keep thinking, oh shit! Like, where's this going? Is he going to tell them about the robbery? And then he says about the Sarah, Sarah, and the guy whose name we can't remember is her dad. Is it Vinny? Vinny's the dad. Vic. Vic. Vic is the dad. Vic's her dad. And the guy in the back has kind of got the face of, oh shit! Like, this is not the father-in-law. Yeah. Well, they share they share pictures of their. He's like, oh, I haven't had a, a picture of a woman in my wallet for years, but I got a picture of my mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's, like, sh- yeah, let's, have yeah. A, let's have a look at this chick because they right. obviously want some confirmation that it's that it's Sarah. He's like, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. You just said like I haven't got a picture of her, but I got a picture of my mom. And is that it? I feel that's a pretty weird thing to do. Like it, it very weird. I think obviously, especially especially nowadays, like, like, right. like I don't know with I, yeah with like phones and stuff like that. Like, you can I, yeah, my mum's my on Facebook. I can look at a photo of her whenever I like. Uh, like, I don't know. But the, the the age of carrying, you know, you think of the old old films where they open the wallet and it rolls yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. And you've got all these pictures of all your family, and all he has is a picture of his mom, and he was real quick. Like yeah, let's show each other our moms. Let's compare. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Right. Like top trumps. Like my my right. mom's really good at cooking casserole. And like, what does your mom do? She's really good at yeah, cleaning. Let's talk she's, about 
Ten points in cleaning, like yeah, like scores down the back. Do you have top trumps in America? Yeah, yeah, like that. But um, top trumps. They're like um, explain it to they're me. They're like kind of uh, you'll have say like you'll have a card and it will be like muscle cars. Then there'll be like a list of criteria. So it'll be like horsepower and then like um, brake speed and like call factor, and they'll have a score and then you have to like go through with someone else and you split the deck oh okay yeah we uh we don't have it but i definitely understand it we have so there was something we had in the uh when i was in the service we had what we called challenge coins and you carried like you had different coins for different statuses yeah, yeah. and if somebody ever put one on the bar you would put yours on top of it and say yes this is so it was a, it was a very kind of a uh, mano y mano. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just like a kind you know, of status, like, status it's like, thing. Like a card game. Yeah, like a kids' card game. They do like right. superhero yeah. ones and stuff like that. You can get all all types of that type of shit. But that is besides the point. Um, that was just a little tangent. But this was the mom picture. Yeah, yeah. This is what they this essentially who, what you're explaining. Whose mom is better? Top Trump, your mom. Um, yeah, and also you said, like, top trumps probably wouldn't work in America now either. Anyway, like, it's not a game that could be imported. <laughs> right. um, we, we don't have a top trump. <laughs> That's definitely not something um, we've got going on right now. So, yeah, and um, they instantly are like... Vic pulls out a pistol. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to murder this motherfucker yeah, right Even now. before the... Uh, the reveal, the, the the reveal of his mum. Like there is, he can hear the banging in the trunk of the car, and they're like, right? They're like, no, oh, we don't hear anything. We've been hearing that all night. Uh, yeah, we've been hearing well, that. It's all his night. explanation. It's He's like, you sure you didn't hear it? It's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, he just vocalizes the sound. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, he bolts out of the car like as soon as the. The pistols fired. They, they, they swerve a little bit, and he just barrel rolls. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Um, and he very quickly meets back up with um, his brothers. His brothers, yeah, and they in, they head in straight sleigh. to the bank. Yeah, they're in they're in the sleigh, aren't they? <laughs> they're yeah, they're yeah. in the fucking sleigh, and he's like, "Wait, wait, 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 <laughs> wait for me. <laughs> Slow the sleigh down. Slow down, fucking Merlin." I um, we got it. But I wrote down here as well. Like when he meets back up with them, there's like this is another moment where it felt like Cage had kind of done something very Cage esque, and John Lovitz had kind of like gone, "I'm gonna like match you," but like it right. works so well. It's like. It's a moment where he says something, but as he says it, he kind of waves his arm with each word, like, we're not gonna do that. And then, like, he kind of, like, Dave responds. He reciprocates. Yes, we are. And even, even, even Elvin does it. He's like, now we're going. Yeah, and it kind of felt like, I don't know, like, yeah, it felt like they were riffing in that moment. Like, it was kind of, because it just felt such a cage-esque thing to do like uh i'm not sure have you ever seen vampires kiss oh yes like the whole like many times i wouldn't not once like where he kind of does the macarena like uh he is a he is a he speaks with his hands yeah yeah he's old, a yeah, lot I, of I the imagine time that's probably yeah. the italian in him uh <laughs> the cold yeah, exactly yeah, very yeah, deep yeah. in that blood <laughs> yeah so they they do decide they're going to go back to the uh, the bank because uh, Bill still has the keys. 
and they are going to return the money to the and vault. They, they, yeah, they, there's, again, like, when convenient, something is brought up. It's, oh, if you don't use the right key, the right. bank, like... Uh, the, the alarm and wouldn't that have off. been uh, I, maybe it's beyond me I'm not a detective of any sorts but I think that would have still been a crime scene yeah definitely They're, yeah yeah they would they, at least had a man yeah. yeah they would have had a man on the door at least I reckon right that happened that morning they robbed the bank that morning yeah, there's no no yellow uh, tape no no yeah no no nothing at all so and yes he does bring up he says you know if you you choose the wrong key. And why that bank, uh, um, why Mr. Anderson had so many keys, he looked like the key maker from The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> yeah. He had opened every door. <laughs> I've got a thousand keys right here. We can get it anywhere we need to go. Uh, and, and it just turns out, again, dialogue on the nose. He tries the wrong key and boo, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, the, we get the, uh, the, all the alarms going off. And But they the, the police start to turn up, but... They're long gone before the police, like, like they, these these are the fuck, like, when they're on screen, they're the dim-wittedest, slowest motherfuckers possible. As soon as the camera is not on them, they're fucking out of places like a shot of light. Like, I don't know right. what they're doing, but, like, in the bits we didn't see, like, they're fucking zooming places. Like, they're out of there, and... Their plan is um, they do a, a knock and run at a priest's house and just hide behind a wall. Like, not, not, maybe like, I don't know, like a couple, not that, it's not that high. Like a Two and a half feet. feet. Yeah. Two and a half feet. <laughs> like, yeah. If that. And they're just got, like, Alvin's got this But they're big they're hat. peeking over. They look like fucking Mr. Wilson from Home yeah. Improvement. Like, they're the whole half of their face is up over the wall. All three of them. Yeah, and especially they, like, I, I, Alvin's got a hat yeah. on that, like, doubles the length of his head anyway. Like, <laughs> so, like, he is, like, a whole head's height over that fucking wall. And, like... Right. <laughs> but then again, like, imagine if you I opened my door and saw, like, Two hundred and seventy thousand dollars, like on the porch. I wouldn't really be looking. I, don't, I probably would look around to see, like, someone has just knocked the door. They can't have gone that far. And he only, and they never really showed what he wrote because they left a note with it, but they never really gave an explanation yeah. of what he had written on that card that he left with the money. Yeah, a- but he said, just I don't know, give this back to the bank. Fucking feed Oliver. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, do, do what you got. Yeah, the- yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know. The yeah, I, I've recently watched um, the Keepers on Netflix. Have you seen that documentary series? Oh, I heard you talking about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen it. Uh, I just finished watching Ozark on Netflix, yeah. which is really good. Jason Bateman, man. Yeah, but um, that's, that's my guy. Yeah, I was going to make a really horrible joke about Catholics, <laughs> but I'll you can clear for that. I I've listened to a lot of George Carlin in my life. You're not going to offend No, no, no. I just meant, like, I'm just thinking I'm already going to have the John Lovitz fan club after me. I don't want the Catholic Church after me as well, especially after watching that documentary. You're going to get blocked on Twitter by the Pope. <laughs> that, that's something to aim for. Um, right. It's my life goal. And then this is a moment, like, I thought this film was coming to a close. 
but mm-hmm. it's like Return of the King. We're going to chuck you in a couple of more twists and turns. Like, right. Gonna, um, we got we got another forty five minutes, yeah, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Ed and Clovis appear from. I don't, they've kind of been trailing them a bit more, and they kidnap them because they believe that. Yeah, they still believe that the Andersons have something to do with the bank robbery and that they're all in But I never really understood. Ed and Clovis kept saying they got our money. like, But they never explained if Ed and Clovis had planned to rob the bank. But they, they mentioned it a couple times like they got our money. They got our money. I think it's like we gotta go get they're it. deputized for some peculiar reason. Like... Unreason, but they did make the handicapped son a like a sheriff mounting. Yeah, yeah, so, so I guess yeah, they yeah. just they give them badges away. Like fucking, here you go, yeah, 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 here like, you go, <laughs> like <laughs> prizes them. in fucking cereal boxes, <laughs> right? And um, the police are trailing Clovis and Ed, and they're reading out the number plate, which is an amazing like turn from Richard Jenkins. And man, did, did they ride that joke for a long time? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it, yeah, it was Richard Jenkins that was behind him, and he's like, we got these. Because he was calling it the entire time. He's like, these two idiots are somehow connected yeah, yeah, yeah. to everything that's going on. So he was following them. And like the FBI are, like, planning a sting because they're, like, they're all going to this house. Um Obviously, their plan is to go in. When they arrive, the mobsters have not just got the mum hostage. They've got the Andersons hostage. Um, They've got... There's a guy sat on the couch in a onesie. I'm not sure if we'd seen him at all in the film before. I don't think we have, because I wrote that down. Yeah. I don't know who Some he like was. Some hillbilly-looking motherfucker. Like, your right. stereotypical, like, kind of... that The classic, like cowboy long like red long johns like i i guess there was a bum flap involved like (laughs) right at the back um but yeah they kind of say to the mobsters like well there's no money like and they they, there's nothing here we they 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 storm the anderson's house yeah yeah yeah, they yeah they i mean they kick the door in like gangbusters (laughs) And they're just they're they're in there doing it, and you're right. There's at least ten people in that room. Yeah, it seems like the is the um the cashier from the diners there as well for some reason. Like, she, yeah, like the, she the was. That's just like again. Like I don't know what the fuck is happening in this town. Just people are turned up left, right, and center. But like, yeah, and I thought that guy Shelley was weird. upstairs. I think was still upstairs. I, she she didn't come down for a little bit. She was uh, just hanging out upstairs. Yeah, and then, I can't um, remember if she was there the entire time. It kind of transpires that, like, again, there's another grand reveal that Dave's a liar. Like, right. it's revealed to the mum that there was no sick friend or anything like that. And, and I actually wrote that down um, when Bill comes in. And he gives this great performance of, Ma, what are you doing here, Ma? And he's he's all over the place, like, he, oh, reaching out to her, like, trying to grab onto his mother who's across the room and all of this crazy horseshit that's going on. Uh, but, yes, it is revealed that Dave um, is a piece of shit. Yeah. And um, then our, 
are yeah previously mentioned hillbilly like springs into action no you know what that was the sheriff's kid oh that was the sheriff's kid now that I remember it, okay, going back to it, yeah, that was the shit. But I don't remember how he got there. Yeah, yeah I don't know why he's why there he pajamas. was there. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, that kind of human being is probably ninety percent of the time in his pajamas, yeah, yeah. walking around fucking Walmart, <laughs> fucking <laughs> picking up fucking Pokemon cards. Another brilliant um, uh, moment we forgot to mention at the beginning of like when they come into the uh, Anderson's house. Is when uh, Clovis sits on the organ, <laughs> right? And it kind of like lets out like a kind of like proper thirties like horror, like yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, super heavy. It's amazing, uh, and um, but yeah, finally the sun springs into action, like karate, like karate chops one of the guys and then shoots the other. No, he. I think he hits. He pistol hits the one guy him. with the pistol. He butts him yeah, with yeah, the pistol, yeah. and then he shoots the other guy. And I own a lot of handguns. I know what they all can do. Not one of them can launch a human being nine feet out of fucking bay window <laughs> into the front yard. But good for him. Good for him for doing it. Uh, but he does, and he even looks at the gun like, "What did I do?" He's kind of looking at it like, "This is crazy. I can't believe I did that." Um, and then the F- the FBI come in and like storm the fucking place like it's going down like, um, and they just arrest everyone. They're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're not gonna take right. any like any chances." Like all of these people are implicated. Like, and they've got the guy in the yard at least twelve guns drawn. Yeah, on yeah, him. yeah. And he has you a get you line, get this. Though. He says like, yeah. oh, "Do you guys want to put a gun in my face?" Like, right. And there's all these guns. I mean, he looks like the poster of John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just guns. Yeah, guns everywhere around his face. Um, and then when they all arrive at the police station, they've all been arrested. That is when Sarah arrives. Oh, no. Sarah is visiting the priest mm-hmm. who explains his side of the story about how the money just turned up on his doorstep and he doesn't really know what's happened but is kind of happy. he shows up with the money in a cardboard box yeah because um, <laughs> the um fbi agent asks um mrs anderson if she recognizes the like the free jet like the free gentleman she's like no i don't um they had ski masks on and right a point that they had made earlier was in the car they had pulled out of the river, they had found free ski masks. And Ed and Clovis say, like, those are definitely the guys who did it because they stole, well, they came in and bought... From the store. Free ski masks from the store. And this is when, like, possibly Alvin is their saving grace in a way with his kleptomania because Richard Jenkins said like it's kind of he's yeah where where are those free ski masks then and he kind of very slowly very drawn out like pulls out one then another and then leaves lingers for a moment and then pulls out a third and is like 
say he looks like Chris Angel on the Vegas yeah, Strip. Yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> Moret pulling masks out of everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sarah stands up, like comes in, and stands up for them, and gives them an alibi and says, "Well, they couldn't have been robbing the bank because they're out Christmas shopping with me." And then all of a sudden, all of the people, all of like the townspeople, are like, "Yeah, I saw them. I right. saw them. I saw them." And, uh, it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the priest. Saw them. Um, I said, I've just written down on my notes, what a hat. His hat is right. his hat is amazing. I just want, I want one of those hats. Like it, it was almost like they lived in a town of like Santa's workshop. They were all elves with these huge, yeah, 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 pointy fucking hats well, that, on. The hat kind of reminded me of uh, like. Coming to America, there's like a lot of those hats, like oh yeah, you know what I mean, like almost like traditionally uh, African, like, yeah, like an African prince's hat or something like that. <laughs> right. Like, uh, and then yeah, I've again here I've written down Richard Jenkins is an amazing comedy actor. Like it, his timing yeah, is beautiful. This and especially like losing his shit, like this and Step Brothers. Like he plays a man like pushed to the edge. Of, right, like what what someone should be put through amazingly like uh he he knows like he knows in his heart that these guys did this thing but he also understands within the the confines and the thresholds of the law there's nothing he can do about yeah, it yeah yeah and he delivers that great line he's like you boys better clean your act up you better not do this yeah, again son because again. <laughs> yeah like, you've been given a lucky break here like all these people are vouching for you, don't mess it up. And they're like, they 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 even admit to it because they're like, we won't. <laughs> like, right. And then <laughs> we're done. And then we get the next day. The mum says how she's proud of them, and they're ready to take their bus out of town. Sarah has come to say goodbye, um, and her and uh. Well, Bill. Bill. Sorry, I've, I've chatting no, you're this good. long and I fucking forgot his name. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she comes to talk to Bill and he's like, oh, maybe I could live in a town like this. And it's like, oh, maybe this town. You Maybe you could live in this yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> and he's like talking about Fuck. like his grand plans of being a manager of a restaurant and then just giving away a load of stuff for free. The tips. <laughs> giving her the tips. I can, I can pay your rent with my tips. <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Until your fucking ass is on welfare because... <laughs> and he has his plan... Um, well, his plan from earlier paid off because he got the kiss that he so desperately yes. desired. Um, and she gives it to him. Yeah. He doesn't execute the kiss. She lays exactly. it on him. He's not perving about anymore. Good. Um Right, and <laughs> creepy eyes through the literally cemetery the sight gate. of him getting a kiss spurs them, spurs the mum on to just essentially tell the bus we're getting out of here. He's staying here. She taps it, yeah. She taps it on the front and then delivers one of the weirdest lines in the entire film when she looks at her two sons and says, "Well, I always known you two were attracted to each other." Or something along the... No, and I was no, like, no, wait, no. She says, what? She says, like, Bill's staying here because he's got a girlfriend. And, like, I'm not sure when just kissing someone meant that was it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. they have known each other 
not even 24 hours and all of like they yeah he's now living there but no she's and he's, like, he's staying when are you two guys gonna get uh like partners or something like not a something is like and yeah and then alvin says oh we're not attracted to each other like and they both laugh weird for yeah. a minute but why would she say that to sons yeah, yeah, yeah. those are both <laughs> If my mom ever said to me and my brother, like, hey, when are you two going to get together? But like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> like, this is fucking really weird. What you doing right now? You're you're really creeping me out. And then they, um, <laughs> then they just, like, they leave town. And, yeah, I've written down in my notes for the ending because it's kind of Bill and Sarah walking off, like, to... Down Main Street. To live their life in paradise. Yeah. Um, but why is... How is that just acceptable? Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. I imagine he's, there's no, there was no plans or no arrangements made of like a U-Haul to like transport his stuff. There was no. Where's like, he gonna live? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think, like what if it goes? I kind of want to see like uh, just just an added like scene just at the end of the credits of like two weeks later and it's like him sat on the sofa like he hasn't bothered to get a job and her just going it's not working out get the fuck out and then they're like you need to get out of paradise right now yeah 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 and he's like back to the bronx um right you fucking bum (laughs) all you bronx boys are bums um and then that is that is it that's the fucking film um Question, yeah, I uh, uh, always ask people is, would you watch this again? So this is one, uh, when I, as soon as I was done with it, um, I immediately thought no. But after talking through it all again, I'm like, you know what? It's, I feel like it's a, I don't want to say stupid, but it's a cheesy Christmas film. Yeah. It, it is something that, yeah, I could watch around Christmas you know, you see all these Hallmark movies and Lifetime and yeah, yeah. these ridiculous Christmas films. I feel like this is that, but now I could go back and laugh at the jokes a little bit more. Or the crazy cage yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I, I could said, laugh at it a little I, bit I more. I said to my girlfriend, like, I think this one could slip into like the kind of... Alter- like We kind of have like a alternative like Christmas watching. Like stuff that's not necessarily right. so mainstream. Like say every year... like. Die Hard and Die Hard Two is going on without a shadow of a doubt, like because they're right. Christmas movies, despite <laughs> what anyone says. Um, and I mean, I argue like Bob Clark's '76 Black Christmas is one of my my favorite films. It's a horror film, but it's a great Christmas yeah, film. Uh, enough- but this one, I feel like I could this. I don't want to say it's the same caliber as Home Alone, but if I had never seen Home Alone as a child, if I didn't have those fond memories of Home Alone. And I would almost compare this to something like that. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. What rating is this film? uh, I have no idea. I didn't look. I took your advice. I didn't look at IMDb. I didn't look at any trailers. Uh, I didn't look at Rotten Tomatoes. If I was going to rate it, I would... I mean, I'd give it like a five, No, I meant like um, like, uh, age rating. Like, is it a... Oh, I I mean, I would say... Well, the mom was dropping a lot of F-bombs. But this was ninety four. They might have got away with PG thirteen. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what your is your rating system the same as ours? 
No, ours is slightly different. Uh, we have a 12, a 15, and an 18. Okay. And then we have PG so you- and a U below 12. Um, so U is like youth, like our equivalent of G. Like general audience, anybody yeah, can yeah, go Yeah, yeah, like universal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then PG right. is like, there could be, like Wayne's World would be a PG here. Okay. And then All right. you kind of have 12. 15 would be like our, or 12 would be like our PG 13. Yeah. I would uh, assume. We, yeah. The, it's called, like in cinemas, it's different. It's a 12A. So it's like 12 if you're going on your own. But if you're going with an adult, you can go at a younger age, depending on like, oh, as long as you're okay. accompanied, like how your R works with, if you go with someone over 17, right. any kid can right. watch The Exorcist in cinema, which like, blows my <laughs> mind. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I kind of find that weird thing. Like I remember the, the, like when I first saw like an 18 at the cinema, like, because I don't know. I kind of yeah. I kind of I don't know. Yeah, I feel sorry for like America, but in that way, like it meant so much more to me. I remember seeing. Then again, I think my first eighteen at the cinema was um, Jackass or something like that, and my I got my mum to buy me tickets because I'm that cool. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like now this. Let me see what this one. Uh, I kind of swore it was. I had it. Uh, PG thirteen over here. Oh, amazing! So I don't know what it is um, on your side of the pond, but that would I could have swore there was a lot more f bombs by the mom yeah, though. Definitely, yeah, I thought, I, I thought I, it was I, a bit like, yeah, she was saying fuck this and fuck <laughs> that, and you're fucking idiots, both of you. Maybe that's all version. But of overall, it. yeah, I would. I mean, I would. I would go back to it. I, I think I yeah, will watch I'm, it again. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I, any listeners i'd recommend this like maybe don't watch it um on the 2nd of august or yeah right <laughs> maybe watch right. it like in the in the late november um early december, early december yeah mid to late december bracket with with shit like uh you know christmas vacation or christmas with the cranks yeah um yeah this is this I think holds up with a lot of you those. You want to start off light. You want to have this. You know, then like you want to like another another like alternative Christmas film. I love is Lethal Weapon. I'm not sure what your your views are on that being a Christmas film. It is so. I've I've got unique views. So Phil and I, um, anyone who's listened to our show for a while, we argue Die Hard all the time. And I think Christmas for me, um, like one of my favorite Christmas films is Gremlins. Yep. And and I think it it's it's not so much the actual story or the context; it's the aesthetic of the film that makes it a Christmas film. Yeah, is the world experiencing Christmas while the events are taking place? That makes it a Christmas. Yeah, film. I um I I listened to an interview with uh, Shane Black, the like uh, director and writer. Oh, I love Shane Black. And like, yeah, he said like because obviously that's a running theme throughout his films, like. Christmas is a big part of it. Obviously, I think he has a writing credit on Die Hard and um, Lethal he does. Weapon, uh, even Iron Man Three, and like the Nice Guys. I think there's a reference to Christmas at the end. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is like at Christmas time. Just all of them. And he said like the reason he always does that is 
everything is like people are a lot more uh, that just that touch more jollier at Christmas. So it makes right. the sad people that bit more sadder and it kind of the tensions are higher around Christmas because it's supposed to be that time to be with the family and like like John McClane like he wants to get back to he just wants to be there to see his family so if this shit was happening I don't know on August the 2nd it wouldn't have as much like heft as it the was impact. Yeah, like Christmas right. Eve it's like fuck his kids want to open their Christmas presents <laughs> right. um, yeah but yeah that's this is definitely yeah it's definitely going to go in the Christmas film roster um Absolutely. I th- I think it's one that I will go back to again and uh was it it's goofy, it's silly, but it is a good holiday film. Yeah. Um right, so you've heard what me and Joe have to say about the film. Let's see what the lovely people on the internet have to say. I have two scores in front of me which are IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, do you have any scores in front of you, Joe? No worry if you don't. I don't. I, I stayed away from it. I was going to let you do your thing, so lay it no on worries. me. No worries. Um, if you were to guess an IMDb score out of 10, what would you go for? I would probably between 4, 9, and 5, 3. 5.9 out of 10. Real okay, I like that. Yeah, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, I... however, is a bit more surprising. Um, with yeah, <laughs> would you reckon is this going to be like higher or lower? Like obviously, I want to say I I I'm hope I'm optimistic that it's on the high side. Ten percent higher than the five. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, this film got 10% on Rotten Fuck. That's rough. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, that's 10 per- That seems a bit brutal. Yeah, yeah. This movie wasn't that bad. Maybe a lot of, like, handicapped charities have gone after it. Like, <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Um, you can't say retard so yeah, many exactly. times in a movie. In a PG-13. Like, what? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, Man, that's fucking nuts! Like ten percent. That—that's a huge delta in between those two scores, yeah. though. Like you figure a five nine is just about sixty percent. I think that's fair for this film, but ten percent—that means you have failed beyond failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, you, I would yeah. like to see other films that are far worse than this that have got better scores, but I don't know. I think the Emoji Movie hit six percent on yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, which is rough. Oh, well, um... Oh, fuck. Oh, I was going to go watch that as well. Don't think so. Um, oh, t- nah, I wouldn't recommend yeah, it. Yeah, TJ Miller, you left Silicon Valley for this. Fuck. Right. <laughs> um, He's just like, give me Deadpool. How many Deadpool movies yeah, going to be in? Fuck's sake. Um, well, um... This has been amazing, Joe, to chat yeah, to man, thank you um, so much. Uh, again, just a a huge fan of your show and what you're out there doing, and I'm truly honored no, to be uh, brought on as a guest. Fan. I was actually listening to you guys 
like whilst I was having a cigarette just before chatting to you, and I will finish the episode probably now. So it's been amazing. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. If you if you get a chance, if you don't mind me plugging the show, um, those movie guys podcast, man, we we take the view that every movie is somebody's favorite, definitely, and. Yeah, we we try to give you a movie show that is um a lot of movie shows are they're very pompous and I don't like people looking down at other people for any reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like we just yeah, we just want to say, "Hey, movies are great. Fucking it's an awesome art form. Let's celebrate it." So that's who we are. You can find us anywhere. Anywhere <laughs> you can get a podcast. I even put our shit on what's A-cast. that uh app you a cast just for you. Thank you. You man. said, "Hey man, you gotta you gotta throw this shit on A cast." Um, so hopefully we can uh, chat with some more people from across the pond, man. It's yeah, uh, man. it's an amazing world we live in. This this connection that we make through podcasting has been almost mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a really cool, really say, cool community. Like, people should listen to your show because you two are very weird in the fact that you have a love for. Um, a Serbian movie and solo. <laughs> um, you're a couple of yeah. freaks, and uh, that's what that's what makes the show so great. We are, but again, thank you, my friend. Uh, genuinely appreciated, man. Thanks for having no me. No worries. Um, if you would care to join me in my famous, well, not famous, but like signature goodbye. Um, I've been Petrus Patsilavus. I've been Joe Merle. We've been caged in. You've been rad. Bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copal Connections, A Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.